Hey, one more time, can we just give a hand clap of praise to God? All glory to him. I love that song because I think we say the name of Jesus about 157 times in it. I love it. I love it. We speak the name of Jesus in this house. We speak it over this city. And we can't wait for the day of hope this Saturday is going to be amazing. Hey, I'm grateful to be back with you. I miss you when I'm gone. I'm excited to be back preaching today. Last week I was back, but I got to sing a little bit. They brought the old guy in for that. That was fun. Uh, But today I have a word, I believe, for this church and for the season that we are entering into. I've got, uh, had some time to get some little R&R, some rest and relaxation. We are in the process of moving homes and doing a little bit of construction. So it hasn't been uh, crazy restful, and this season of having our little ones, you know, our boys in the house with us during the summer. How many parents here are ready for school to be back in session? Come on. Like Kristen and I, we are counting down the days. There are 16 days, 21 hours, and 17 minutes until the bus comes down our streets and picks up our little ones, but we're excited about that, and this new school year really is a new opportunity to do some different things in our life. Maybe this fall season as you head into your your work, your job, whatever it is, there's always this chance to to do better. There's always this chance to make some better decisions than maybe you made in the past. So I love a new school year. I love getting, getting ready for all that God has in store for us in this coming year. Every school year growing up, my parents would get me some new shoes going back to school. How many of you always got the new pair of kicks? Yeah, yeah, I got the kangaroos. Anybody get kangaroos? You remember kangaroos? I mean, I always thought I could run faster, jump higher in my kangaroos, but there was something about starting a new season. And that's why we're starting this series called Uncommon, because I believe we serve an uncommon God. You know what common means? Common means ordinary. Common means average. Common means unexceptional. And there is nothing ordinary or average about the God that we serve, amen? He's a God who speaks through burning bushes. He's a God who fed Elijah in the wilderness through uh, ravens, you know, brought him a buffet. He's a God who shook the prison bars, uh, setting Paul and Silas free and leading the prison guards to salvation in Jesus. There's nothing uncommon about our God. And God doesn't ask any of us to live an uncommon kind of life. So we're gonna kick this off today with what I believe is the most important Uh, message in this series, and it's gonna be called Uncommon Clarity. Jot that down. Having an uncommon clarity, meaning having an uncommon kind of vision, an uncommon focus for your life. We lived in Florida for a little bit. Many of you know when my wife and I were first married, we were in Ohio, then we moved to Florida. In Florida, they have um, some dog racing tracks. Has anybody ever been to a dog race? It's, it's very similar to the horse race, except completely different, all right? It's dogs instead of horses. But the dogs, what they do is they run around the track and people bet on them. It's fun to go and just kind of watch and, and watch these dogs race. But the reason they run around the track is because they're following something. If you've been, they follow this mechanical rabbit, this thing that runs along the rail. And so the dogs just chase after it, you know, and they just run to the, till that, you know, that thing stops and it just keeps going. One time, one of these rabbits exploded, And it stopped working. And so these dogs that were running around the track and the rabbit explode, they had no idea what to do. Some dogs like ran towards it, ran through the fence, like broke ribs. Some dogs really got hurt. Other dogs just kind of started barking at each other. 
Like had no direction, no, no, no idea what to do. Some dogs just kind of laid down and did nothing. And I thought about that and I thought, what a picture of our life. When we don't have something to chase, when we don't have a rabbit to chase, when we don't have something to go after, many of us end up hurting ourselves, end up just kind of barking at each other or laying down and doing nothing. And so today, I'm gonna entitle this message, Chase the Rabbit. Tell your neighbor right now, go ahead and tell them, are you chasing the rabbit? Chase the rabbit, go ahead. You can talk to them in church. Chase the rabbit, meaning, I have clarity, I have a dream, I have a vision, I have something that I am running after. Meaning I have a reason every morning to get out of bed. I know why I'm on this earth, I know why I exist, I know why I'm running this race that I am in. And I think the greatest gift that many of us can ever receive in our life is this gift of of clarity. This gift of clarity of purpose, this gift of vision for our life and to live an uncommon life, as I believe God has called us to live, we need to have an uncommon clarity. Look at Proverbs 29, 18 in the King James, it says, where there is no vision, people die. Where there's no vision, where there's nothing that you're chasing, you run through railings, you you lay down, you you bark at each other. Like where there's no vision, people die perish. Some of you today, you've even said something like this. I feel like I'm dying. I feel like I'm not thriving. I feel like I'm simply surviving. I feel like I'm just kind of, you know, spinning my wheels, you know, from from week to week, just kind of making things happen. I don't have a vision for my life. The NIV says it this way, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. In other words, if I don't know why I'm here, then what does it matter what I do? Like if I, don't, if I don't have a reason for my existence, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with my life, I don't know that rabbit that I'm supposed to be chasing, there's nothing that keeps me from doing just whatever I feel. Where there's no revelation or vision for your marriage, guess what, one out of every two marriages ends in divorce. Where there's no vision or revelation for your finances, what's common for people is to live in debt, right? That's what's common. It's, it's uncommon to be debt-free where there's no vision for your dating relationships. You end up hopping around from bed to bed to bed where there's no revelation, no vision, people perish. That word revelation is actually a, a Hebrew word meaning kazown. Everybody say kazown. You have to say it like you're hawking a, a loogie or something, right? Because it's like kazown. Kazown, not to be confused with um, calzone, those are very tasty treats from Valerio's if you've ever had one. A little shout out to Valerio's calzones. Or calzones, which is underwear. It's Spanish for underwear, so not that either. Cazone means a revelation. It means a vision. It means I have clarity for my purpose in life, what direction I'm going, what rabbit I am chasing. And here's why this is so important. Here's the big idea of our message today. Jot this down. Clarity is the propulsion system of purpose. Clarity will help to propel you, help to propel your purpose. Clarity brings focus and it brings meaning to everything that you're doing. When you have clarity, you're like, I know why I woke up. I know why I'm here. I know why I breathe there. I know why I work so hard. I know why I get up every day and, and, and want to have a great marriage or have a, be a good husband or a good father. I know why it is I do what I do. I have clarity. I have this dream 
for my life, this revelation, and I don't want you to miss the importance of this because the people that I know that are floundering through life, the people that you know that are floundering through life, that are spinning their wheels, that, that don't have direction, they don't have clarity. The, the people that you know um, that are in and out of one relationship after the other, they don't have clarity. The people that you know that are in constant bondage and, and, and maybe um, in debt or whatever it is, they don't have a cl clear vision of their direction. Clarity is the propulsion system of our purpose. And having clarity will do three things. If you wanna jot these down, this is gonna be very practical for us today. The first one is clarity defines direction. Clarity is that destination, you know where you're going, but clarity will define the route that you take, the turns that you take in order to reach your destination. Andy Stanley said it so beautifully. Uh, he said, it's direction, not intention, that determines um, destination. It, it's going there. It's not just having, having a good thought to go someplace. It's actually doing it, taking the right direction to get to the destination you wanna go. If I said, hey, everyone, after church today, let's go to Canada. Most of you would be like, why the heck would we go to Canada? All right, if you get beyond that, like if I said, let's go to Canada, and say, so we'll all get on 79 and just drive south, and just keep going south, are you gonna get to Canada? There's always one person here. Well, actually, Colby, <laughs> if you drive further, further enough south and you drive through Mexico and through the Isthmus of Panama and you circumnavigate the globe, all right, listen, Magellan, I'm glad that you're here. <laughs> but you're not getting there. I promise you, you're not going to get there. You will never reach the right destination going the wrong direction, right? And clarity defines the direction that you are to go. And to go through life, living life, without that, 87% of people, uh, Pastor Mark brought a great word last week, and he told us 87% of Christians, people who, who are in Christ, people who love Jesus, and that's not everyone in this room, and, and I'm grateful that you're coming. If you're not, I'm glad that you're here checking church out, kicking the tires. You are so welcome here. But 87% of Christians don't have clarity. 87% of Christians don't have direction where they are going. So many of us aren't living lives with clarity. You'd say, Colby, how do I know if I don't have clarity? You, if, you, if you say yes to everything and you say no to very few things, it means you don't have clarity. And it could be that you're saying yes to some good stuff, but not every good thing contributes to your ultimate destination. Not every good thing helps you get to where you should be going, but when you have clarity in your life, it's like, not only do I know what I'm here to do, but I also know what I don't do. In other words, um, you know what to say no to when you know why you're here. You know what I'm saying? You know what turns you should take and what turns you shouldn't take when you know your destination, when you have clarity. So for example, if sexual purity is the destination, then um, Without clarity, man, you will just take whatever turn, whatever exit, whatever detour turns you on. If sexual purity, if honoring God with your sexual morality is the destination, well, then you need to have clarity on what, what that, that the directions look like, how to get there. If a marriage that lasts the lifetime is the destination, 
then you need to be clear on what that looks like and how to honor one another, how to submit to each other, how to love your wife as Christ loved the church. Without clarity, right, you allow the enemy to creep in and gain a foothold in that relationship. Without vision, without clarity, people perish. And many of us, Maybe a lot of us, we don't have clarity. We don't have a clear vision. Our vision is clouded. It's certainly not clear. And if you don't have clarity for your life, here's what you should know. Someone else will. Did you know that? All of the world has a vision for your life, whether you realize that or not. McDonald's has a vision for your life. They have a vision for your body. Um, Hollywood has a vision for your family. Hollywood has a vision for your sexuality. Visa has a vision for your money, don't they? They love you putting, racking, you know, debt up on your credit cards. And if you don't have clarity of where you are going, listen, the person that doesn't have clarity in their finances, this is what you do. You're like, hmm, I know we already own uh, three different timeshares and we can't get rid of the ones we have, but this one in Titusville looks amazing. <laughs> and it comes complete with its own meth lab, right? So let's, let's do that. Sorry, that's too far. I know that's too far. My apologies. Without vision, without clear direction, you'll just go into debt. Without clear direction, you'll live your life however you want to. But clarity of purpose defines your direction. Here's the second thing. Jot it down. Clarity produces perseverance. And this is huge because some of you are ready to give up. You're ready to, to pack it up. You're ready to kind of, kind of check out. You've even had that thought, I might as well be done. I might as well not even try. And the reason you say that is because you don't have clarity. You don't have a clear vision of where you're going, but clarity of purpose produces perseverance. We got any runners in the room? People like to run? Like runners, if you've ever run a race, when you see the finish line, doesn't it do something inside of you? Like, doesn't it, doesn't it motivate you just a little bit more? You come around that final turn, right? You see it in the distance. Like, you give everything you got. You, you give everything that's left in the tank to reach that finish line because you're motivated. You're like, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there, right? It just kind of does something. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of running. I don't like to run for fun. I would rather staple my face to the floor than run for fun, all right? I just wanna throw that out there. But I have run a handful of 5Ks, and I've done even one triathlon. And I know some of you are looking at me th like laughing on the inside. You shouldn't do that. But when I see that finish line, it motivates me. When I see that finish line, I'm ready because I want to be done with this stupid thing. I just want to get there, right, and finish. That's why I don't run marathons. Those of you that have the 26.2 stickers on your car, God bless you. We all hate you, but God bless you. But I don't run marathons because I, it's too far, I can't see the goal, that and I don't wanna die, and so I don't, want, I don't do that. But when you have a finish line in sight, doesn't that motivate you? Doesn't that give you perseverance to continue on? I, I've, I've had a front row seat to watching my beautiful wife of 20 years this August give birth to four kids, four boys. And so, like for, the, yeah, you, 20 years, that's a long time. But with our first son, Wade, she, she pushed for like five and a half hours. And it was just, it was, it was a long, long thing. The, the doctor finally comes in. We had a midwife. The doctor shows up and he's like, he's almost here. 
And let me, when, when he said that, when he got there, it was like, I know the goal. And so my wonderful wife, she wasn't about to stop because she saw the finish line. Can I ask you a question? Do you have that for your life? Like clarity, understanding of where you're going, it will produce perseverance. It will help you get beyond those things, get past those things. And some of you, you don't have that. Maybe you are going through something as intense and as painful uh, as childbirth, and it's wearing you out. You're, you're done. You're ready to give up, but that's because you've lost sight of the vision for your life. You've lost sight. You don't have clarity. Here's the third thing clarity will do. Jot it down. Clarity means finding fulfillment. And can I say, some of you are looking for, for fulfillment in all of the wrong places. This is why I love what I do. Because I get to point you to the one thing, the one God, the only thing that we can ever fully find fulfillment in. And you can try, you don't have to take my word for it, you can try to find fulfillment in fame, you can try to find it in status, or in position, or power, but I promise you, you will, you will be back, because nothing this world can offer, right, will permanently satisfy, only God can give us ultimate fulfillment in, in life. How many of you saw the movie, The Bucket List? It's about a couple old guys, right, had a, had a terminal diagnosis of cancer, and one of them um, was wealthy, and the other one had a list, a bucket list, of all the things that he wanted to do before he died. And so the, the other guy said, hey, I can fund that. Let's do everything on your list. And I can't recommend necessarily you watch the whole movie. There's some of, of those parts where they're like, let's go have some fun that, that you shouldn't watch. Um, but in the end, it was actually a good message because they found out that it ultimately didn't fulfill. What fulfilled them was putting their family back together. What fulfilled them was being, uh, having, having unity in the family. But um, they pursued fun. And some of you in this room, you're pursuing fun and you're finding out it's not that fulfilling. You're just running after fun. And it might not be bad things that you're running after. It could be some good things, but it's not a God thing. It's not God's clarity, God's vision for your life. It could be a good thing. Maybe some of you are pursuing your career and you're running hard after it and you're like, I just wanna make money. And that's great. I'm not saying don't make money. Go ahead and make money. But here's what you should know. It's not just about making money. Like working that job is not just about that job. It has to be more than that. It has to be something that you are making a difference for on this earth. You need to understand that when you go after career or compensation, that's something to live on. But a calling is something to live for. And clarity will help strengthen that calling. Are you guys with me this morning? You, 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 is this helping you? Uh, because clarity really helps us kind of move forward in direction. It helps us move forward in finding fulfillment for our lives. And so you might say, Colby, what do I do? I don't have that. Which is not an uncommon statement for people to make, 87% of people. Colby, what do I do? I don't have vision. I don't have a, a, a clear kind of goal line. I don't have direction in my life. Well, the Bible is very clear. Jeremiah 3.33 says this, call to me and I will answer you. Call to me. Some of you, you just need to spend time with God. You need to ask God. You need to cry out to God. You need to connect with God. Call to me, I will answer you and I will tell you great and mighty things that you don't even know yet. God wants to show us some things. God wants to show you some things about your life, but you're not asking. 
You're not seeking, you're not connecting with God. And he says, call to me and I'll show you some stuff. God is not hiding his purpose for your life. God's not hiding it from you. He wants to give you clarity. And can I tell you a secret? A lot of our prayer time is spent asking God to get involved in our deal. It's been asking God to, to help us, and he's concerned with that. He wants to get involved, but I'd say most of our time is asking God, God, help me. God, fix me. God, come down and help me. And God said, no, 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 let me pull you up to where I am. The Bible says that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Prayer is not our opportunity uh, to, to inform God on what we're going through. Prayer is our opportunity to see God as he sees things is to, to have God's vision, to have God's reality and direction for our lives, and God wants to give you that. You should know we have a speaking God. John 10 tells us that um, he, he knows his sheep. They know his voice. God wants to talk to you if you will just ask him. Look at Ephesians 1.11. It says, in Christ, everybody say in Christ. That's important. This is a big part of finding clarity. In Christ, we find clarity. In Christ is where we find out who we are and what we are living for. So many people are asking this question, who am I, what am I here for, what should I do? In Christ, we find that out. Part of the overall purpose, he is working out in everything and every one. Again, this is why I love my job because I know you will never find it apart from Christ. You can search, you can search high and low, but it's only in Christ that you have clarity. God's the one who created you. God's the one who designed you, who uniquely made you. The Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so he knows exactly how he wired you. Wouldn't you want to know the way God has uniquely wired you and the purpose he's given you? And it's in Christ we have clarity. Some of you have clarity, but it's not in Christ. Let's just be honest. You're clear about something, but you're clear about, about the wrong things. You have clarity, but you don't necessarily have God's clarity. Uh, have you heard of the guy, um, Matthew Emmons? Matthew Emmons was in the 2004 Olympics, and he was the best in the world at the three-position, 15-meter kind of rifle target shooting. Best in the world, couldn't be beat. And he's in the Olympics. He's in his final round of shooting. He is so far ahead of everyone else that all he has to do in his final kind of, kind of target is hit the target anywhere. He doesn't have to hit a bullseye. He doesn't even have to get close to the bullseye. Just hit the stinking target. And these guys are so good. I mean, they could do it with their eyes closed. They, they know how to slow their breathing down. They know how to slow their heart rate down. So when they squeeze the trigger, right, I mean, it's just easy, kind of smooth, kind of nothing moves. And so he aims, he gets ready to hit his last target. Boom! Wrong target. He goes from first position Gold medal to eighth position. Eighth, didn't even medal. And I thought about that and I thought how many of us, we are getting ready, we're aiming, we think we have clarity of the target that we're supposed to be hitting. Boom, wrong target. I'm pursuing my career over my family. Boom, I think I have clarity on that. Wrong target. 
I'm pursuing, um, you know, uh, this, this sports camp or whatever for my kids, and it's not about worship, but we need to be out doing these other tournaments and leagues and things like that. Can I tell you something, parents? Boom, wrong target, and that's not you because you're here. But there are a lot of things that you think are great targets that are good targets, but they are the wrong ones. And one of my greatest fears as your pastor is not that you would miss the bullseye, but that you would be aiming at the wrong target that you don't have clarity on what God has called you to do. You don't have clarity on the, the target that he's positioned in front of you. Somebody said that um, failing is, is not the greatest uh, disappointment in life. It's succeeding in things that don't matter. Can I ask you something? Are you succeeding in something that doesn't matter? Are you succeeding in a target that God has never even called you to or pointed you to, but you're doing it and you're hitting the bullseye but it's not the target he has planned for you. Well, I got news for you. God wants to reveal that to you. God wants to give you that revelation. God wants to give you that vision so that you can hit the clear target that he has set out in front of you. And again, that's why I love what we do here at this church. We believe that God wants you to reach your full potential in Christ. That without that, without clarity... Without being in Christ, you can't do it. So the first thing we say is you want to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference, right? We want you, God wants you to know him, to have a real, authentic relationship with him. Um, not, a, not a religion, but to really know God where you know his voice, you are his sheep. Right? And to find freedom, to get past some of those, those habits, those sin patterns in our life. He wants you to experience freedom in him. And then to discover purpose, right? To know why you are on this world, this earth, to know the target that you are, are aimed at, and then to ultimately hit it, to make a difference. And so we take you through Crash Course. That's gonna start again in September. Really, it's a four-week journey. We just need four weeks, that's it, to help you discover the target that you are supposed to be hitting. And if you go into this new season, this new school year with God's clarity of purpose in your life, I promise you, students, this school year can be the best year of your life because you know what you are called to do and you know what you are called not to do. If This would be the best year of your life if you tap into that God dream, that vision, and you live it out. It changes everything. So how do we do that? I'm gonna break this down, and I wanna leave you with something uh, very practical this morning. Because if you're gonna get on that path to discovering clarity, um, to finding God's clarity for your life. One of the best books of the Bible to do that is Ephesians. Jot this down. Ephesians, um, it's, in my Bible, it's, it's five, four pages. That's it. It would take you 15 minutes or so to read. But Ephesians is, is kind of littered with, with um, encouragement on, on how to be a great husband, how to have a good family, the language that we use. The end of it is all about this, this spiritual warfare that we face. Ephesians is an incredible uh, book of instruction for us. It's powerful. But Ephesians 5, uh, chapter, uh, chapter 5, verse 8 says this, For you were once full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So now here's what we are to do, to live as people of light. In other words, now you have the light, now you have the clarity, so live, live that way. Live as people who are called by God. Make your life about shining that light. Verse nine, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. So carefully determine what pleases God. Like ask him, call out to him, God, what do you want me to do? What would please you? Like you need to spend time finding out the things 
that pleases God. Conversely, take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. We're gonna talk about that. That's important. Some of us have some dark places. Actually, let's be honest, all of us have some dark places in our life. But some of you, you're the only ones that know about it, and that's a dangerous place to be, by the way. If you're the only one that knows about the dark places in your life, you'll never find freedom from it. You need to get around some people that can help you, that can hold you accountable to that. It says, instead, here's how we do that. We expose them. We bring them to the surface. We bring them to the light. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret, verse 13, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, and here's the message today, awake, O sleeper. And I wanna encourage some of you this morning to wake up. Wake up to living a directionless life. Some of you are sleepwalking through life. Wake up and understand the vision, the purpose that God has for you. Wake up. Those of you that can't see clearly, that your vision is clouded, you don't have clarity, wake up and rise up from the dead and here's what will happen. Christ will give you light. And that light gives us clarity. Be very careful then. How you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every, what's that word? Let's try it again. What's that word? This is huge. God will give you some opportunities. God will give you some opportunities. Opportunities really are um, the way we discover our potential and the things that God sets in, in front of us, the things that God sets before us in pursuit of clarity, God will give us some opportunities. Therefore, do not be foolish but understand what the Lord's will is. You can do that. Everyone always asks, what, what's God's will for my life, Colby? What's God's will for my life? Well, just ask him. God, he's not trying to hide it from you. Understand what the Lord's will is, and don't get drunk on wine, because that's gonna jack your life up. How many of you would say amen? Amen, I know. Yeah, I think in the, in the King James, it says that leads to debauchery, which is a nasty-sounding word that just means you are giving into your senses. You're just kind of, you're letting lust lead. You're letting um, self drive. You're letting uh, your feelings kind of, kind of drive you and lead you. Your appetites of the flesh are making decisions for you. The Bible says don't do that, but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so what do those 10 verses mean? Because in those 10 verses, God gives us quite a bit of instruction, but if we can boil it down, I think it means asking ourselves these three questions. And if you can answer these, I think this is how we start our journey towards, towards clarity. And the first one is this, what to stop. You've heard, you've heard this before. But many of us have things in our life that we know we need to stop. Like right now. When I say what to stop, I don't mean in a week, I don't mean in a month, I don't mean when the season's right, or when the job's right, or when you have the right relationship saying what to stop right now. Let's be filled with the Spirit, ask God's Spirit to tell us what should we stop? Because many of us are acutely aware that we are not living the lives that God intended us to live. We're not living full of purpose, full of direction. We don't have clarity, we don't have a vision for our life. In fact, some of you have gotten to the point where you've just resigned to the fact that this is just how it's gonna be. 
This is how my life is gonna be. I'm just gonna, you know, I, I can't break this. I can't get past this. I met with a, a person uh, this past week that all they've ever known is, is getting high. Really, just live daily. They're just managing uh, this addiction that they live with. And, and they looked at me, tears in their eyes, and they said, I think this is just who I am, and I can't get past that. If this is you in this room, can I tell you, that's not who you are. That God wants more for your life. That he doesn't want you to live in that state. That he wants you to find freedom. That, that the shot doesn't own you. The Holy Spirit of God will fill you and own you. The, the, the bottle doesn't own you. It shouldn't own you. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Those pills don't own you. That lust doesn't own you. It doesn't drive you. Instead, be filled with God's Spirit. Those deeds of darkness have clouded God's vision for our life. Let me show it to you in Scripture. Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world. See, in Christ we have clarity, in this world we have conformity. And we have a spiritual enemy that wants you to conform to the patterns of this world. Don't do that, instead be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you'll know what God wants for you. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, and by the way, it's good, it's pleasing, and it's his perfect will. But hiding behind, hiding behind some of that conformity, hiding behind some of those, those evil deeds that we do is God's clarity for our life. In Christ, we have clarity. In this world, we have conformity. And so what do we do about it? Expose it. Bring it to the light. Like make this the year, make this the school year, make this the, the season of your life that, that you don't allow that smartphone to take you to stupid places. You know what I'm saying? Like you just don't do it. You don't allow that, that phone to take you down that road of, of pornography. You don't, you don't allow that relationship any more influence in your life than it's already had that you end it because you know it's not leading you to where God wants you to go, that you're not gonna let that, the appetites of your flesh lead. In fact, you understand that's not even worth it. It's not bringing you to God's ultimate destination for your life. It's not bringing you fulfillment. And so you expose it. Not so you can be shamed by it, but so that you can get freedom from it in Jesus' name. Amen? Like that's the goal. Not to be shamed, not to carry guilt, but for us to be free and to live the full life that God wants us to live. So ask yourself, what do you stop? Right now, what should you stop? Then ask yourself what to start. What should I be doing? Because remember we said that word opportunities. God is going to give you, place some opportunities in front of you to take your next step. Some opportunities that will help, help you take uh, uh, the next steps toward the, the, the destination that he has for your life. For some of you, you know exactly what that means. Some of you know it means finally surrendering to Jesus. Can I just be honest? You've been coming to church, maybe you've just been playing the whole church game, but you've never fully surrendered. You've never, you've never allowed the, the sacrifice Jesus made on the cross to pay for your sins completely. You're still carrying them around. You're still holding on to them. What this means for you, what to start is to say yes to Jesus, is to go all in. Maybe for some of you, it's to go all in in this school year and say, you know what, I'm gonna be a great example of the, the light of Christ shining 
in me and through me in my school. For some of you, maybe I, I, need to, I need to get involved in a group. I need to connect. This is squad week, by the way. I need to jump in a squad and get connected with, with other people. Every single one of us has something, some step that we need to take next. For some of you, it's reading your Bible. For some of you, it's praying. It's investing in God's word and it's talk, taking time to talk to God. God will give us clarity as we take our next steps with him. I love James. He's very straight to the point. Uh, I would even say he's brutal at times, but in James 4, 17, he says, anyone who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, it's sin. I don't have to preach this because you already know what it is. The Holy Spirit of God has already had his, his, his thumb on an area of your life that he's calling you to, that he's leading you to. You've refused to, to start can I encourage you today just to listen to the promptings of God in your life and take that next step? Maybe it's being obedient in tithing. Maybe it's putting him first in your finances, giving him your first and your best. Maybe it's giving him the, the first part of the school year. What would it look like, students, if you went into your school year like prayed up, ready to go, that you spent seven days prior to school fasting, seeking God, God, I wanna be different this year. God, I wanna make a difference for you. What's God calling you to start? What's your next step? And I wanna encourage you to take it. And here's the last thing that I want you to jot down, and that is why not today? Like, don't wait. Don't wait until you have another opportunity. God gives us opportunities, but at some point, I think those opportunities stop coming. And if something is the right thing to do, the right time to do it is right now, right now. Why put this off? Some of you in this room, honestly, you're procrastinators. How many of you are procrastinators? Raise your hand. You're not. The real procrastinators are gonna raise their hand in like a couple minutes. <laughs> Case in point. I wanna read you one verse, and then I want you to just bow your heads and close your eyes, 2 Corinthians 6.2 says, I tell you right now, right now is the time of God's favor. I believe as God puts things in your heart, next steps for you to take, if you are obedient in them right now, he'll give you favor. But those of you that, that delay that, delayed obedience is disobedience. It doesn't really matter, still disobedience. So why wait? If God's calling you to lead a group, like to step up and, and, and do it this coming, you know, next, next season. If God's calling you to, to go public with your faith in baptism, like don't put that off, let's, let's go. If God's calling you to, to himself, like say yes to Jesus because I tell you, right now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes, if you feel comfortable, just open up your hands wherever you are. And for just a few minutes, let's seek God. He says, seek me and you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart. Seek me, talk to me, ask me, and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Some of us, we just need a fresh vision from God for our lives. We just need a fresh clarity. We just need a, a fresh new perspective 
on the purpose that he's given us and we need to run towards it. What's the target? Are you aimed at, a, at God's target for your life or are you aimed at the world's target for your life? Do you have clarity of purpose? Ask yourself, what should I stop? You don't have to spend a lot of time here because you already know what it is. Ask yourself, what should I start? God, what would you have me do? How can I live my life to make the greatest impact for you possible? And then why not right now? With every head bowed, every eyes closed. Those of you that maybe feel far from God, you should know that he has a plan and purpose for your life. In fact, I believe that's why you're here today is because maybe you've gotten sidetracked, maybe you've never been on track with that. But today, God is calling you to him. He's bringing you to himself. He wants to reveal that purpose to you, but it only starts, clarity begins when we are in Christ. And the way we are in Christ, when we say that, just means we've allowed Jesus and his sacrifice to cover and pay for our sins, past, present, and future that we don't have to pay for them because we believe that Jesus' death on the cross paid for them. And so for me to carry my sin with me is the, the worst thing that I can do when it's been forgiven. And so I receive that free gift of forgiveness, that free gift of grace when I believe that Jesus died for me and when I confess him as Lord. And when I believe that God raised him from the dead, the Bible tells us that we will be saved. That means you will be in Christ. And if that's you today and you wanna be in Christ, maybe you've been far from God, maybe at one point you had a relationship with God and today you're gonna recommit that or whether you've never had one before at all and today you wanna start fresh with God and give your life to God, I'm gonna invite you to pray a prayer with me. And if that's you today, with every head bowed, every eyes closed, would you just shoot up your hand wherever you are, hold it up high. Just say, today, Colby, when you pray that, I'm praying it with you. When you confess, confess Jesus as Lord, I'm going to do it right beside you. And I'm going to trust that his death is enough for me. Awesome. Praise God for all of you. You can put your hands down, say something like this. It can come from your own heart. Jesus, today, I give you my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for your death on the cross that covers all my sin, past, present, and future. I repent. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to, to come inside of my heart and my life and make me new. And from this moment on, my hope for salvation is in you alone. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you made a decision to follow Jesus into your life and accept him as Lord and Savior, we would love to know about it. You can go online to elevatechurch.com forward slash yes, and there'll be some practical next steps for you to take along this journey. If you want to commit to feeling the mission and vision of this church to see people far from God reach their full potential in Christ, you can go online to elevatechurch.com forward slash give.